Hey, Crystal. Hey, Joseph. Do you want to talk about something difficult? Do I? What what difficult thing? Everything. Listen in to find out more. Welcome to A Word from Our Outpost. With Joseph and Crystal Gruber. A podcast for Catholic disciples who are wrestling to be missionary-minded in their normal, everyday lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Direct, O Lord, our actions by thy holy inspiration, and carry them on by thy gracious assistance, that every word and work of ours may begin in thee, and by thee be happily ended. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Joseph. Difficulty. It's hard. Yeah. I've been thinking about this recently. Hard things are hard. Hard things are hard. This is what we get from our kids. So a brief little episode about uh, something I've been thinking about with regard to difficulty. Most of the time when I think something is difficult, what I really mean, I've been discovering, is that I don't want to begin it. Yeah. Because if I've done something for a long time, it ceases to be difficult, right? It's a, a quality that comes from unfamiliarity with an activity, with a skill, with an endeavor that is overcomerable, overcomable, surmountable. Yeah. 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 And I think I see this in, like when I admire women who are really good at cleaning, for example, and I think, wow, that looks really hard and it looks so easy to them. And for a lot of them, when I talk to them, it turns out that they've been helping clean the bathroom since they were five years old. And so it's not hard because they don't have to think about it because they've been doing it for as long as they can remember. So something that feels like (laughs) an insurmountable task to me, like cleaning the bathroom, is not a big deal once you have a habit and you have a or a routine and you know what to do and you have the things accessible and you do it regularly it's just it's just not a big deal you might still not like it but it is just less hard you're right i don't like it (laughs) and it's less hard for you than it is for me because you just did it as a kid growing up sometimes yes but this aspect of oh this is hard meaning this is the beginning of something as 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 opposed to this is something that i have mastered and it, it's not a helpful thing we we have friends who are teachers who their students complain this is hard this is really hard mr or miss who's it's and what's it because we won't name names because we don't want to embarrass this anyway <laughs> we're not naming names that, that there's an aversion to something that is unfamiliar mm-hmm. because there's more to invest in as far as energy to understand, uh, more to consider as we go about it. And there's a clumsiness to beginning mm-hmm. that I think we have an aversion to. Yeah, and unless there's a really deep desire to learn the thing and figure it out, that clumsiness can be really discouraging. Um, yeah. Indeed. And so why do I want to bring this up? I want to bring this up because there is in the Christian tradition this notion that we are all beginners, 
uh, when when Peter Kraft wrote a book about prayer, he called it prayer for beginners because he said we are all beginners at prayer. And this this aspect of considering myself at the beginning and not recoiling from the difficulty of beginning, that this is one of the things that distinguishes somebody who is an expert in a field is that they're willing to always be at the beginning. Whereas someone who is not gaining expertise is saying, I have ceased to begin, that I, I am not going to push the envelope. I'm not going to find out what are the limitations here that I am personally experiencing because I don't want to touch those limitations. So it's a, this aversion to this kind of difficulty of I don't want to begin something it's it's a non-christian sort of stance toward the world yeah and it also it makes me think about um I feel like this language is used a little more in the secular world right now but the like victim versus um I don't know what the like positive word would be but but sort of this oftentimes well not in popular culture because we don't actually understand the languages from which English comes but Victim and victor are supposed to be like the victor is one who has victory over someone. The victim is the one who has been conquered. Uh, but that's not actually how we use that language anymore. No. And but to be able to say, like, I can conquer whatever it is that is going on. And if something feels too hard when I'm starting out, I actually choose how I respond to that. I can either say this is too hard, I give up, or I can say, of course it's hard. I'm just getting started. Are there things I can do to make this easier for myself? Um, and Or are there things I could learn? And as an example of this, I've been, since the beginning of this pregnancy, tr having trouble getting out of bed in the morning. I was like, you know, what would I just like be excited and want to get out of bed in the morning for? I thought I would love to go for just a quick five, 10 minute walk first thing in the morning, we live, our property borders seven acres of woods. I would just love to go for just a quick little walk. There's some trails in there through the woods in the first thing in the morning. I thought, how, what would motivate me to do that? And I laughingly said to Joseph, what if I just put my boots like right by the bed with socks so that when I got up, my like feet hit the boots? He's like, why are you laughing? I was like, well, it just feels really silly that that's what I need to motivate myself to like do the thing that I say I want to do. It was this realization of, no, you, it, you're setting yourself up for success to do something that is hard for you right now. And maybe it feels silly that that's hard for you right now, but the fact of the matter is, is it's reality. So I can either say I'm a victim and say I'm having trouble getting out of bed and woe is me, or I can say, I'm going to kick this in the pants or in the shoes, <laughs> as the case may be. And I'm gonna I'm gonna remove as many obstacles for myself as humanly possible, and so I've been doing this, and like I just I put my shoes on because they're just they're right there, and it feels more silly to not put them on when they're just the first thing my feet touches when I get out of bed, and then I'm walking around with my shoes, and I think well it's, I did this so I could go for a walk, and it's really silly to not go for a walk now that I'm walking around with my shoes, and I'd rather be barefoot if I'm walking around the house first thing in the morning, so I go for a walk, and that's. That little thing of setting myself up for success is such a game changer. And then having that walk first thing in the morning is such a game changer. 
that it it becomes now I'm like, oh, now maybe I could do that just a little bit earlier and maybe I could get back home in time to this morning I made myself a eggs for breakfast, which I haven't done and who even knows how long because I had been up and because I'd gone for the walk and because I had time. And so it's these, the thing that was so hard for me getting out of bed is becoming easier because I'm setting myself up for success in ways that are very small and feel a little bit silly, but I'm just being humbled (laughs) to realize that that's where I'm at and that's what I need to make the hard thing become easier because it's becoming a habit because you're worth you you found it worthwhile to begin yeah and this as another example just like practically speaking i realized the other night i just wanted to go to bed and i was like oh i gotta start the dishwasher and i found myself like just looking around the kitchen anything else i can throw in the dishwasher turn on the dishwasher and then i went to brush my teeth and i thought i have a habit of making sure the dishwasher runs before i go to bed I didn't used to have that habit. I used to often wake up to a messy kitchen with no clean dishes and a full dishwasher and just felt like everything was falling apart. And at some point in the time in the last couple months, we've developed a mutual habit of making sure the dishwasher gets turned on before we go to bed and waking up to, at least there's clean dishes, (laughs) the dishwasher in the morning. And that used to be really hard for me. It used to be really hard for me to say, I'm going to do anything in the kitchen before I go to bed when I really just want my head to be on that pillow. And now it's actually harder for me to pass by the dishwasher if it's not closed and set to run than it is to just go to bed. Like I just, that's become automated. I don't like doing it anymore. It's not, it hasn't gotten fun overnight but it's not hard to make sure the dishwasher runs before bed. And I think this is an interesting point that the beginning is actually before the beginning in our minds, Mm. right? Like the desire was to have clean dishes in the morning, Mm -hmm. but in order to do that, you had to do something in the evening Mm -hmm. to set that up. The desire was to go for a walk in the morning, but in order to do that, you had to set your shoes out the night before that the beginning is actually before the beginning and we're like, oh, I don't have a habit of prayer. Well, what are the steps that precede the step of sitting down with a Bible and praying or sitting down with spiritual reading or sitting down with a rosary or going for a walk with the rosary? Like we, part of the insurmountableness, the difficulty of beginning is that we, we haven't taken the time to say, well, what, what comes before this beginning? What, what, what are the actions that precede the beginning? Um, like it's a Christian thing to be a beginner that that is uh, the, the saints are the ones who are very practiced at saying nunc chepi now I begin it I begin again now you know blessed uh, Bruno Lantieri founder of the Oblates of the Blessed Virgin Mary uh, that was one of his sayings I think a lot of saints have said it in various ways you know this day I begin I begin again today mm-hmm. and to say well Properly speaking, the beginning comes before when we think it does. And that's part of humility. That part of humility yeah. is saying it, it starts actually before the thing itself. Um, the habit of going to the gym doesn't begin by me going into the car and going to the gym. It, it begins by packing a gym bag and leaving it by the door. 
it, it begins by knowing what gym you're going to go to and why. And have you signed? Are you going to sign up when you get there? Or did you sign up online before you went? Do I have an idea of what I want to do at the gym? Right. We got Y memberships recently for various reasons. And I went in to work out and I realized I put no thought, none into what I wanted to do for a workout. And I was like, this this was not actually beginning then. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and this is, I think, one of the things, too, about this is when we approach things that feel hard, it takes a tremendous amount of humility to address these pieces and parts, right? Because like it takes humility to say, I'm actually willing to walk into the gym. I've packed my bags. I've decided what mem- where I'm going. I'm walking in and I'm here I am in my gym clothes. And I know that I don't know what to do or how to do it or what I'm going to do. And like, but I'm here. And that is the first step. And I think like some of the habit books that have been popular. I mean, the first step. After all those other After steps you listed. Those, well, yeah. So that, it, you're right. Okay. So it's not the first step. That's, that's a fair, but like, I think it, it is, I have taken steps. I have made progress. I think that I often feel really tempted to be like, oh, I want to be fit and I want to work out all the time. And I see the gap from never working out and not having a gym membership to being fit. It's like this, it's so big. And it's like being able to have the humility to say, what are the incremental steps? And um, I think a lot of the habit gurus or whatever that have been writing recently would say to do to get the membership, to pack your bag, to show up, to get your gym clothes on and to walk into the facility like you've started to build a habit. Even if you then turn around, walk back down the stairs, go take a shower, haven't touched a single piece of workout equipment, if you do that, eventually you'll start touching workout equipment. But that to have the humility to say, if I want something to be easy for me, if I want going to the gym to be easy for me, I might just quite frankly be in this position where I'm starting out, where I have to take five, six steps to show up at the gym and I don't even touch a piece of gym equipment. And I'm okay with that for this week. And for next week, and maybe even the week after that. And then maybe by then I'll have decided that I'm actually going to get on the treadmill. Or I noticed that there was a free consult for new members for uh, how to use the equipment. And I'll sign up for that for the next time I know I'm going to go because now I figured out when I can actually get there. You know, but that, that there's, that builds are the ease of, okay, now I'm, and, and I think different people have different thresholds of um, wh- where the momentum takes us, you know, and how much momentum we need to do the next thing to get us to where we need to go. And I was just talking with a friend yesterday about how, you know, when we have this like big far picture of what we want things to do, like that can sometimes feel so impossible that maybe is it even better to say, I would like to get out of bed tomorrow. And that is what I'm aiming for. And to have the humility to say, I don't, I, I'm so far away. Everything feels so hard that painting a picture of my dreams and my goals and my hopes for the future just feels so intimidating that I'm going to keep it even simpler because even just 
getting out of bed and having breakfast feels really hard. And so I want to do that until that's easy. But the fact of the matter is, is it's the doing of the little things, the humbling things, the maybe humiliating things that allow us for to to begin again, to be for that to then become easier and not difficult. Yeah. And I think it's also worthwhile to see it from the other side for beginning anything. It almost necessarily means ending something else mm. that we are used to doing. Yeah. And all of the triggers, everything that we have in our lives is set up. We, we set up our lives to live a certain way. And we say, I want to change what I'm doing, whether it's I fall into this bad habit or whether I have this okay habit, but I want to replace it with an even better habit. That everything in our lives pushes us a certain way. And to be willing to deconstruct and to say, oh, if I see my phone first thing in the morning, I'm going to be on social media for the next hour. I should put my phone somewhere different. I should not put it where I've been putting it. And to just say, this is a stumbling block. I don't actually need to leave it here. I, I don't need to keep stumbling on this. I can fill my road with the things I do want to stumble across. I want to set my future path up for the things I do want to stumble upon because the things that we've been doing, if we we don't dismantle the life that leads toward the things that we don't want to do, then we're not really building a life toward what we do want to be doing. And and that is one of the difficulties with starting something new. It means I actually have to stop doing the old thing. Yeah, and it, and it means I have to evaluate my reality and, and where things are at and address that head on. I remember um, one of my friends, she... Didn't she wasn't going to give up social media for Lent, but she wanted to pray more during Lent, and so she hid her social media apps on her phone and put prayer apps in the spot on her phone where the social media apps had been, so that when she habitually picked up her phone and swiped to click Instagram, uh, opens up IPATA or whatever some prayer app, and and this realization of she. She was willing to face the reality that she habitually opened without thinking social media apps on her phone every time she picked her phone up. And so she she just did a swap and she just set herself up. She was like, okay, this is my reality. I don't like that it's my reality. I don't want to admit that it's my reality, but it is. And so here's something I can do to change my environment so that my what I do changes. The other thing to evaluate with our reality is what we've been habituated to do, we, we're actually good at. We're good at the things we are usually doing, whether it's sinful or not, whether it's virtuous or not. We get better at it the more we're used to doing it. And we're not good at the things we haven't yet begun. Mm -hmm. Like there's a clumsiness there's there's an ineffectuality. There's a kind of uh, lack of grace involved in the beginning. You know, the, the graceful movements of a ballerina are the result of years of work. 
mm-hmm. and and oftentimes the not graceful motions being perfected over time. And if we're not willing to be a little bit less graceful, if we're not willing to be a little ungainly, a little more clumsy, if we don't have the kind of humility that says, oh yeah, this is something new. I'm, I'm not, I'm not comfortable looking the fool. Then we're going to stick with what's been safe and tried and true. And to have just a little bit more levity when it regards, in, in, with regards to ourselves, right? Chesterton has this line, angels can fly because they take themselves lightly. Mm-hmm. Like with, we should take matters of faith and morals with a, a certain amount of gravitas, with seriousness. We should take ourselves very lightly. We should, we should be saying, yeah, at this age, yes, I am going to begin this. Yes, I am going to take art lessons. I am going to take piano lessons. Yes, I am going to um, try to master learning poetry by starting with like a four-line poem in a children's poem anthology and build from there because that's where I'm at. I, I am where I am. I am not afraid to be where I'm at. And I think this notion of difficulty to come back to it is that we don't want to admit that we're not where we want to be. Yeah. And every time we run into difficulty, we're like, oh, I'm going to recoil from it because it's a it's le- it's the thing letting me know where I am and I don't like it. Yeah. It forces us to face reality, which is uncomfortable sometimes, especially when we want to be better at something than we are for whatever reason, whether it's for fun for a hobby or whether it's how we relate to our spouse and something that feels really weighty and important. And if we're not willing to do that work. What happens then? When it comes up, then we don't, it doesn't get easier. We just get, we get practiced at avoiding the thing. Oh no. We get practiced at not doing it. And so now the thing that is easier and easier and easier is actually the not virtuous thing. This is the other thing that I wanted to talk about before we wrap things up is is how virtue ties into this because there have been a couple times recently where I've heard somebody be complimented on a virtue and they say, oh, well, that's really easy for me. It's not a virtue. But but that, that literally, literally is what a virtue is, is when doing the right thing, doing the good thing comes easily to you. And you enjoy it. And you enjoy it. That That is... That is the definition of virtue of like, oh, I just I just like getting up at four o'clock in the morning and working for two hours before anybody gets up. That's not virtue. That's it's like, no, like you worked for that. Like you that probably didn't maybe maybe there's some natural virtue there and maybe it didn't start out as hard for you as it did for somebody else. But the fact of the matter is you have this as a virtue. You have this as a virtue. It's a habit. Yeah. It's a good habit. And so to be able to to look and it's see It's a like, good and enjoyable habit. What are what are the things that are natural virtues to affirm ourselves of like, oh, I actually can see the positive and have gratitude for things naturally. That's a virtue that comes easily to me and naturally to me. And and that's worth celebrating and that's a good thing and that's okay. And then I feel less bad about myself when I think about how I don't have the virtue of keeping a clean house. Yet. Yet. But that is something I can work towards and it becomes more 
the, the, the humility of it becomes more palpable, palatable, um, endurable when I think, oh, this isn't because I'm a terrible person. I'm a good person. I have these other virtues. I have these other habits. And or, I'm, you know, you're getting better. Or I'm getting better at them. I don't know if I would say we're good, <laughs> you and I. Well, but, but I guess my point is, is to say that there are areas where we are good. And some of them because we've worked really hard to obtain that goodness. Most of them because there's been some amount of work. If there was some natural virtue that made it more enjoyable or a particular love for the thing that made it more enjoyable. But the fact of the matter is there, there are a few things. There's many, 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 many more that we're not great at yeah. <laughs> or that we're flat out terrible at. But the fact of the matter is being able to celebrate that there are some things that are easy for me gives me hope that I'm not a terrible person and that the things that I feel terrible about where I'm at, that if I'm just willing to face that reality, I can get better. It's that the growth mindset, which I think we talked about in like episode seven. <laughs> like three or four or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, well, and, and this this notion that our culture doesn't honor the things that have become virtuous, that we, we admire the underdog, the one who struggles to succeed. And that's good. That's that's noble to, to struggle to succeed. But for the people who have, have mastered the good in a particular area and enjoy the good, we're like, well, I don't want to honor them because they enjoy it. I'm like, no, that's the thing to, in, to honor the most, to hold up to other people and say, this is the goal to, to live the good life well that's and, the, and enjoyably that's R the or aiming yeah. for and this is i mm, without too many uh, recently it was called to my attention there's so many places where the church has the bar high yeah we can talk us. about this one some other time but just this idea that like don't lower the bar for yourself to say like what i'm aiming to enjoy this and right now i can't do it at all and that's okay and we can do we can do the hard work. And we can enjoy taking ourselves lightly. We can enjoy the beginning. We can say, oh, this is hard. I I can get better at doing hard things to the point where they will become easy. Like this is, this is uh, to use a popular expression from the Mandalorian, this is the way. Okay, speaking of hard things and beginnings. Uh-huh. We are trying something new with this podcast. Bum, bum, bum. Dear listener. This is a YouTube thing, maybe? We recorded a video. We shall see if we post it. It would be hard and humbling because this is just super fresh and we're experimenting and you've been wanting to do this for a while and I've been resistant. And I don't know to look at you or to look at the camera or to look beyond the camera or yeah. I don't. So we'll see if we actually post the YouTube video, but we made one. And it's, it is a hard thing to try something new and to put it out there in front of people. Yeah. But, but we, here we are. We'll see. So you can check the link in the podcast to see if there's a YouTube link or not. <laughs> if, if there isn't, you know, Nunc Chepi, we'll begin again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. here we are. Shall I close this out? Sure. <laughs> In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this conversation. I pray for our listener that you would um, 
bless them as they approach what hard things in their life they might be calling them to pursue and work on. And we ask all this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From our outpost to yours, thanks for listening. And a special thanks to John Mark Skoke. That's S-K-O-C-H. For the music. Check him out on Spotify. 